We do say our Wait. names first. I think we do say our names first. Okay, okay. okay. Hi, Hi, I'm Rebecca. And I'm Laura. Welcome, Welcome to Toontown. The podcast where we talk about music. Because we love it and we love each other. Rebecca, Wahoo. we got our Spotify wrapped. Um, they oh, get, yeah, the podcasters wrap. get yeah. their own Spotify wrap. We were, the na- we were nine people's number one podcast. Can nine? you believe that? nine people what but that is kind of crazy right that's crazy maybe wow nine people to the nine people who listen to this consistently we just want to say thank you thank you god i didn't even know and half of our audience well 80 percent is in the u.s the other 30 percent uk oh my god hi brits hello Okay, all right. Let's not offend. Right, I'm them. sorry. I don't want to. I'm sorry. I'm just working on my Hello. accent. Hello, governor. <laughs> no, no, they're not offended. They're not offended because they love us. They love us because, and then we were in like a bunch of people's like top ten and a bunch of people's top five. Ooh, special. I don't know. It's and special. the number one, the number one episode of all time is. Let me guess. Yep. Mama Mia. No. I can guess. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. It's not Mamma Mia. It's not Midnight's. No. No. Um, is it like one of the early ones? Mm-hmm. Oh, top 10 Disney. Yes. Oh, that is our number see, one yeah. most played. And that totally makes sense. And it almost makes me feel like we should do a number two at some point. Oh, here. Totally. I'm okay. so down. Yeah. I think that that clearly that's what the fans like. And we yeah. know well, so, so much what, about it. It was just like top 10 Disney original Channel. songs. Yeah, it was from Disney like Channel. Disney Channel movies. Right. Maybe we open it up to the films, the Alan Menken of it all. Ooh, that's hard. I feel like that would have to be its own thing. Like original, like Disney score. We could do that though. Like our favorite, our top 10, like yeah. Disney songs. Yeah, that, that was would be hard. Fun. There's some good ones out there. Oh my god, that'd be so hard. And now it kind of works too because there's a new Disney movie coming out, so it's like tis oh. the season. Okay, tis the I'm season. in. Tis the season. You. Well, thank you for sharing our wrap. That no problem. Really I had to it's tell you. Happy. I wanted to tell you on air because I was <laughs> surprised that people good. actually listen to this. I not that mm. we're not great at this, but it's just like oh. baffling that I just it takes so. It's so easy, and then I just upload it, and I'm like, okay, bye. Yeah, and then, you do- and then people are entertained by us. And the fact that we don't really even edit the episodes. I mean, I don't Oh, really my God, edit. no. I don't even listen to them before we post them. I don't even either. <laughs> I just post oh God, them. But you know what I realized, though? This is so interesting. So we were having a conversation in class the other day, and for those okay. of you who don't know, for those of you who don't know, I'm studying to become a therapist. Right. We were having this discussion in class the other day about, like, our online presence and how we have to like make our Instagrams private and like not have a lot of like information, like personal information about ourselves out there. And I'm like, damn, I really need to make sure that like my last name is not anywhere in this podcast. Cause I share really personal things about myself on this. So like if my clients were to know this is me, that might potentially be like, Okay. 
a thing. Good to know. Right. But I was thinking about it. I'm like, I don't really talk about this podcast in my not personal life. Like it's on my Instagram, but if my Instagram right. is going to be private, right. then fine. And I don't think our last names are anywhere on the podcast. Yeah. Other than our Instagram, our Toontown Instagram, but I could take that off. Right. Oh, really? Wait, our Toontown Instagram. Oh, has our last names. Okay. Well, yeah, that's easy though. Yeah, I can just, it could just yeah. be Laura and Rebecca. So anyone who's listening to this, you will no longer know Rebecca's <laughs> last name ever. You listen to me. You can know mine though. Ever. Because I need, I need as, as much. Laura Dellis and it's Rebecca Dellis. Blank. Rebecca Blank. Good <laughs> Rebecca luck finding that one out. But Laura Dellis, Laura Dellis, Laura Dellis, Laura Dellis. Yeah. Laura Dellis, we're very publicly, but isn't that an interesting thing to think about? Because I didn't I'm even like. I'm kind of sad that I have to make my Instagram private because I kind of like having a public Instagram, but whatever. I know. Anyway, um, should we, should we get into the episode now or is there anything else we want to say before we start? Is there anything else I want to say? Um, I saw the Renaissance movie. Did you see the Renaissance movie? Oh my God, movie? I'm seeing it on Saturday. <gasps> oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. I was so excited. I was Rebecca. Blank. I almost said your last name. I almost said your last <laughs> you name. You know what? Honestly, it's unavoidable. We're probably going to say it every. Once I in a literally. Month, whatever. Just, okay. So I went and saw it opening night. Ooh. Opening night. Um, I think it technically opened on Thursday night, but I saw it on Friday night at the AMC River East, um, in downtown Chicago. I and love that theater. I love that's my I theater. Love that theater. I love that theater. I'm yes. an AMC subs member, but it did not apply because Beyonce said, I still want your money. So I still had to pay. Wait, I'm kind of sad that you weren't Nicole Kidman's AMC ad for Halloween. Somebody else said that too. Because, like, I feel like you would have been perfect. Like you kind of have, like, maybe you don't have as red as hair as she does. Well, and like, I already have her outfit. Like one of my yeah, suit, why jumpsuits. Why didn't you do that, Laura? You're an AMC queen. I was cowgirl Barbie. So you're right. That was really was good. You looked really be. good. You were as cute as can be. Anyway, anyway. Anyway, so I went to the AMC Reveries. I get in. Um, I put my my concert tee on that I got, and everybody else was wearing it, so I saw, felt very in. So then they're selling merch at the concession stand. I already knew I wanted the cup because she's selling a popcorn tin in a cup. I said, I don't really need a popcorn tin, but I would love a cup. I can put, like, water in it or whatever. So I get – it's <laughs> yes. so funny. Things you typically put in cups. <laughs> water. <laughs> so I – it's so funny because the people who are not clearly seeing the Renaissance movie, they stuck out like sore thumbs. Everybody else is dressed in sparkles and yeah. silver sequins. And every concession person goes, someone's like, I will, I'll have a large soda. They go, do you want a regular one or do you want Beyonce? <laughs> I want Beyonce. Beyonce. So Beyonce. then I go, I'm going to have my Beyonce cup. I get my Beyonce cup. I'm filling up my Diet Coke with all the beehive. We go in. I am sitting next to these girls. I didn't know what they were, what their vibe was going to be, but I knew that I was going to be singing along, not and like annoyingly, but I knew uh, I wanted to enjoy this. This is yeah. opening night. This I'm surrounded by Beehive. Everybody else is saying, and I made sure the whole time I'm looking back because I was the only seats. Even when I bought them on the day she released them, they were already down near the front, which is crazy. Mm. So yeah. I'm I was looking back. People are dancing. People are dancing. Okay, great. Doing. So you're so, like, we're I gonna know party. the choreography too. So I'm also doing the choreography in my seat. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing the whole thing. And luckily the girl to yeah, exactly. <laughs> so the girl to 
two seats down from me was super into it. She knew she would be like, oh, that was the Austin show. I like could hear her whispering to her friends. And I was like, okay, okay. I feel a safe. She's bopping along. I said, okay, I feel safe. I will be singing along. Like I said, not annoyingly. Plus, I went in the Dolby theater. <gasps> so it was like, it was, it was like I got a little bit of the feeling I got when I actually saw yeah, the a smidgen. A smidgen. Because, oh, yeah. I just bumped the mic. Anyway, I, it was so, when she came out. And then what's so cool is you see all this behind the scenes stuff, which is my always my favorite part of concert documentaries because I love to see the process, specifically with a tour of that magnitude. I wanted to see – that's the thing with the Taylors is it was just the concert, which is mm-hmm. fine. That's, like, what she wanted to get across. I would love to see, though, how she, like, gets that around the world. But I guess – so get this. So there's three different tr- um, stages. Three different stages. Oh. So one is at the venue that she's performing at. The okay. other two are sitting up at the next two venues. Oh. So it's not like I always thought that, oh, they get in like the week of or something like that. And then they have like a week or a couple of days to put it up. No, she has three different ones that are wow. being built while she is performing at another one. So they're basically like building ahead of her. Exactly. Arrival. Because it's such a huge set imagine how many team like people are on her team it's insane like when she breaks it down she goes it's this it's the hair it's the uh, the soundboard it's the this she breaks she goes like through 30 people and she's like and that's not even all of it she was and she's involved in every single detail i cannot emphasize this enough she is She's she's scribbling things down. She's having meaning. She's talking about the conveyor belt on the stage, like the depth of it. And and the thing is, too, what she really talks about, too, is that she is constantly um, being told no when she knows it's a yes. And it's because she's a woman and specifically a black woman. She talks about mm-hmm. the frustration she feels when these – and in the film, it looks like it's men who are talking to her. Mm-hmm. Um are saying, no, we can't do this. And she goes, well, that's really interesting because I just looked it up and it says, it says right here, we can do it. And like the theater applauds. We're applauding for her because we were like, it was so frustrating to see. And she's so clearly exhausted because now it's different than the other tours because now she has three children. So it's not even back in the day when it was just blue i it's different now and and then the best part lost Colts talked a lot about it too so you got to listen to the new episode okay um but one of the best parts was blue ivy we finally get to like hear her talk we get her interviewed and we see the process of like first like the initial because beyonce did not want her to perform she said you mm-hmm. i love the way she said she was like you have not first thing put in the work to just go up into a in front of a stadium you haven't lived you haven't performed you haven't done anything so no and she was like blue pushed it and then finally she was like fine you can do one time you can do it one time and the first time she did it as we all know unfair fair that's not a word it was not fair that blue got like like the critics were like no she can't like she she doesn't have presence she's whatever and she's like a little girl but they yeah, were like, what is she like 11 yes and she and they remember but you, you remember that right where they were like oh, oh yeah she totally face and she's not giving she's so then blue took that and she read the comments on accident her friend 
gave uh, like at school was I, well they were at school anyway her friend was like got a hold of it blue saw the comments oh no instead of just like like okay i'm never doing that again they said blue and there's all this footage of her rehearsing constantly oh. like the dance with amari who's one of the top um like the, one of the dance captains mm -hmm. and like running it and running it and running it over and over and over again and she says beyonce was like in many ways while it was a renaissance for me and my career it was also a renaissance for blue because she found Aww. her confidence she found her her grit and it oh, was yeah. so cool and then it cuts to the scene where she's doing my power with beyonce and just the whole audience we were just like so proud of her because Aww. you just saw i mean she set it up you i mean Beyonce directed it. She wrote it. She produced it. She did so much of it. And it was just so well put together that you really did, like, you were really proud of Blue, like, at the end of the tour. Because she was like, it cuts, Blue was interviewed, and she was like, I just know, like, on the last stop of the tour, I'm just going to be so ready to go. I'm going to give it everything oh, I got. And it was cutie. like, oh, my gosh, I can't wait for you to see. I don't want to give away too I'm much. I'm excited. No, that's okay. That is it was just so great and it was so beautifully shot and the fact that she knew all the camera angles like in the midst of this chaos of a tour like she's playing to the looking up she's looking it, it's it, it's insane and definition of a professional absolutely yeah and i can't wait for you to see it. i can't wait to get your review on it yeah, i thought I'll it was let you know. awesome i can't wait to watch it again i'm so happy i have it forever <laughs> And um, I can't eight. wait for you to watch Saltburn because that's the movie I saw and it was crazy. But what like I told you before, don't see it with your dad. Okay. That's what my original plan was. I was like, oh, over okay. Christmas break, I'll go see Saltburn. Okay. No. Nope. She shakes her head. She and goes. if you do see it over Christmas break, see it by yourself. Okay. Well, okay. deal. Okay. okay. Are we ready to go it? into the episode? Okay. Yeah, let's do so it. So before we go into the episode, though, what do we got to do, Rebecca? Cue that. Yeah. Stinger! Do 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 Woo! Yeah, yeah, maybe that was maybe that was in sync, and I just didn't know it. I think it was. No, I waited for you to go first, just to kind oh, okay. of catch up. I thought wait, change wait, it up. I'm, you introduce it. I'm going to grab my chapstick. Okay, so Rebecca's going to grab her chapstick right now. I'm going to introduce the episodes. Basically, we will be doing Britney Spears's In the Zone. I've read the memoir. I am prepared. I've done my homework, dear listener, and I'm ready to go. While Rebecca's gone, I just want to say she's so talented and she's so great. And she showed me right before she got her, her finals for her final grades, she got A's on everything. So... If you're out there, I know I can't say her last name anymore, but she's so great. Oh, but she's back. Hey. Okay. Did you tell them? I told them all about it. Excuse me. Did you oh, tell them what we were doing? I did. I told them that we were doing Britney's In the Zone and that okay. I read the book and I am prepared. Okay. I've done my homework. I would never great. lead them astray and talk about things that I don't know that I'm talking about. Great. Okay. Overview time. Britney Jean Spears. In the zone. In the okay, zone. Sorry. Yeah. Britney Some Jean Jean. And that Ooh. was one of the names of her albums, Britney Jean. Cute. That was like her last album. Okay, so born December 2nd, 1981, American singer, Princess of Pop. She is credited with influencing the revival of teen pop during the late 1990s and early 2000s. She has sold over 150 million records worldwide, over 70 million in the U.S., making her one of the world's best-selling music artists. She has many awards. She has just one Grammy Award and just 
crazy. 15 Guinness wow. World Records, 6 MTV Music Video Awards, 7 Billboard, and the list goes on and on. Um, after appearing in stage productions and television series, she signed with Jive Records in 1997, the year I was born. Whee! She was 15. And then she did her first two studio albums, dot, 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 baby one more time, in 99. And oops, exclamation oh, point, dot, 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 I did it again. A lot of dot, I didn't even realize that. Dot, That's dot, fun. dot. <laughs> dot, dot, dot. <laughs> 2000. Uh, best-selling albums of all time and made Spears the best-selling teenage artist of all time. Mm. And then... Yeah, the fastest-selling album by a female artist was Oops, I Did It Again. Um, for, like, 15 years, she held that. And then she did Britney in 01, In the Zone in 03. So this is her fourth record that we will Wow, that's today. insane. Isn't that insane? Yeah. Um, and then she was in the film Crossroads. Never seen it. Really? Oh, I, I got to watch it. It's on my list. I know. I got to watch it. I got to watch it. I know. And so then good. she executive produced Blackout in 07 talked a lot about in her book about blackout because that was coming through a time where she was going that was coming out of a huge crazy publicity circus and all of that but she considers that her best album so i believe at some point we got to do blackout because we got to really we can really go into that one Mm -hmm. um and that was following a series of highly publicized personal problems perfect um then she did circus in in 08 femme fatale in 11 and then with three in 09 and Hold It Against Me in 2011, Spears became the second artist after Mariah Carey in the Billboard Hot 100's history to debut at a number one with two or more songs. Isn't that Look crazy? Yeah. Then she embarked on a four-year concert residency, Britney Pierce and Mia at Planet Hollywood Resort and Casino, um, and that promoted her next two albums, Britney Jean, so there you go, 13, and there Glory in 16. So it wasn't her last album, but it was mm-hmm. close. Um, the residency, not a good experience. She did not like the residency. Aww. She was pushed into it, and she felt like a robot. Um, yeah. but we can talk about that more. Um, and then in 2019, the Free Britney movement kind of became a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in 21, she did the her public testimony, and that really became like – it was on the record. This is what's happening to me. It became worldwide news. Yeah. Um, in the Zone, fourth studio album by American Singer. Britney Spears. It was really <laughs> I wonder if I'm reading this. This is so weird. Um, I love it. It, it was released on November 1, 2003. So a long time ago by Jive yeah. Records. And then she began writing songs. She began writing these songs during her Dream Within a Dream tour. Wouldn't you have died to have seen one of those tours back in the day? Absolutely. How old was I? So wait, like 2002, 2003? I was six. I was like eight and or like nine wait was I I was yeah I was like eight I would have that would have been amazing I would have oh I would have loved that I would have loved it I don't know how much we would have really appreciated it I think we would have I liked Britney Spears back then yeah I was a fan I mean like yeah like oops I did it again baby Um, one more time I like all that shit yeah absolutely yeah I remember like those I remember like genie in a bottle by Christina Aguilera like I was definitely a pop fan. I, I feel like I felt like those were too. I mean, I was only six at this point. Yeah, you're you're a little a younger little than too, me. So that, I just remember that, being that like, does get hard. That does get hard. But I remember like the only concerts I went to were like with my family, and they wanted to go see like Santana and like <laughs> and like um, Paul Simon, which yeah. I loved. Don't I get mean, me wrong. Great, I mean, they're great. Love, not great. Not a I love princess. having James Taylor be my first concert. 
That's awesome. That's a great first. But would have loved to also see Britney Spears. <laughs> Absolutely. Dream within a dream tour. Absolutely. Yeah. Come on. Ugh. Um. During the process of writing, she ended her highly publicized relationship with Justin Timberlake. We yeah. do not like him anymore. No, Toontown, we do not. Toontown makes an official proclamation today. Anti. Do not Timberlake. like Justin Timberlake. If you yeah. like him, get out. No, get don't. Out. we don't have enough listeners. Stay. Um, <laughs> wait, come back. Wait, um, wait, wait. Just kidding. Wait, 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 wait. I was just kidding. <laughs> uh, the tour ended in 02, and then she planned to take a six-month break, like a mm-hmm. mental break, but then she started recording this album. So that makes me think that they pushed her into doing this too quickly. Yeah. But whatever. Um, she experimented with different producers. She was trying to find those who she had chemistry with. She collaborated with Madonna, the Yin Yang Twins, um, producers. That song is crazy. That song is insane. Um, <laughs> we'll get to we'll Yeah, get to. we'll get to that one. But it has a lot of eclectic pop urban music with instrumental from techno and middle eastern genres huge middle eastern genres in this album yeah for better also, like, or worse a song with like also a song with like chinese influence yes that's what i said too i know exactly yeah, what it's a very about. eclectic album it's so many sounds some wonder is it too much <laughs> sound um, that's what i said we'll get into it um the, the nature of the songs, they talked about romance, we talked about partying, we talked about sex, and we talked about masturbation all in one album, which, yeah. hey, love to hear it. Love to, Let's literally love to hear it. Yeah, very um, sexual album. Very sexual album. Very. Um, it, it did receive positive reviews. Um, they liked the production, they liked the aesthetics, the lyricism, um, the genres, though some criticized Spears' uh, vocals on certain tracks for being distant in process. I think that's mm-hmm. usually a problem that she has. Yeah. Um, as like she's got her, it. That's like her vibe a little bit. Totally. And I think as she got more controlled too, I think that there was a sound that they were trying to maintain. And that's part of it. Um, she became the first female artist to have four consecutive number one albums. It's so widely. Con- this girl. I know she's widely considered a, this album is widely considered a major turning point in Spears' artistic journey, and it kind of got her out of teen pop star into a more adult artist. Totally, totally feel that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it kind of pushed her past her contemporaries and established her as kind of a definitive female artist instead of just kind of sounding like, oh, this person sounds like this person or this person. Mm-hmm. Um, Me Against the Music was a single. Toxic um, was another big single. Every Time and Outrageous. Mm-hmm. During Outrageous, though, we'll talk about it, she, during the music video, she broke her knee. Or she injured her knee. And that was a oh. lifelong thing. And they pushed her to keep going and tour. God. And she didn't get proper rehabilitation. <sighs> you know what, like, Laura, every time we talk about these, like, iconic female musicians, which is mostly what we talk about on this podcast, yes. there is just so much about them being, like, fucked around in the industry around i know everyone like britney christina Lindsay, alanis like everyone like people just like oh god these early 2000s music industry motherfuckers i cannot i i hate them well and going back to beyonce she talks about it she's 
she has this interview where um, Tina, Mama Tina, is by her side. And mm-hmm. she goes, she, she tears up. She goes, it's so easy for this industry to make you lose who you are. And you're controlled and people are going to tell you what to do. And she's like, you lose yourself. You lose mm-hmm. who you are. And she's like, but my guiding light, she's like, the only reason I'm able to come back to myself is because what my mom taught me about myself. It's a beautiful moment. But I thought it was, you could see the grit and like the, the, the fight that she had to go through just to like get to this point. Right. And like, she's Beyonce. And she, but she was around during this prime time like the the christina's and the britney's i mean destiny yeah, was right there and then beyonce came out of that so she, i could just see it in her eyes and she was like you just don't get it you don't it just takes it you lose yourself right and i think unfortunately britney was forced into that kind of mindset mm-hmm. and it's super sad and it, it you see it with Lindsay, you see it with every all the examples you just listed it's just crazy because it's such a common thing that we talk about Right. So and like sad. that's not even talking about like the worst ones like Kesha or like, oh, also oh. we talked about like Gaga's experience with oh that producer, God. just like terrible. Like some of the worst thing that's ever happened to these women happen at the hands of these like music people. And early in their careers too. I mean, I know yeah, that this of is course. the album, but she's only like in her 20s. She's not like you know like and if you think about it like thank god jay-z is a good guy i mean he and beyonce got together when she was really young and he's like 15 years older than her i know like if he was an asshole if he was like a p diddy kind of you know like they were they all ran in the same circles like of all the shit we talk about jay-z and how he's like a cheater or whatever like at least he's like a good guy totally yeah i think clearly for me i mean from the interviews that i've seen and obviously through her music and stuff it looks like he's done the work like obviously yeah, yeah. he has had I mean, his <laughs> childhood was insane like it's just oh my god i bet so he's clearly <clears throat> had a bunch of trauma there's stuff he has to work yeah. through and he did the work but britney i mean she wasn't even given that chance she wasn't even given like like a therapist or anybody to right and then when you consider him. like who her father is it's like okay yeah. well there's just no chance no i agree Wait, I heard he just got his leg amputated. I did, I did not hear that. Where is your source? And, and I'm not laughing about it because that must be really hard. But also, the guy's kind of a dick. So, well, and he literally ruined uh, his daughter's life. Yeah. So, so yeah, maybe we. Maybe are it's a little bit of karma. Is my boyfriend? Thank you, Taylor. <laughs> we always bring Taylor. Or my she kink is karma. Up. Can we? Can we ring chapel? Oh yeah, into this? and chapel. And chapel. And my gate is ugly, you. I really loved how many people um had Chapel Roan on their top five. Wait, real quick, what was your top five um Spotify again? Uh Beyonce. Uh-huh. Taylor was number two, which is really embarrassing. Oh, but I it's knew okay. she was I knew she was gonna be in top five because I really like Midnights and we've been listening to the re-releases. She had like no, no, you don't you don't have to justify it. I'm gonna just I'm gonna justify it. Okay. I'm gonna justify it. But that's what it was. That's what it was. Okay. And then I think it was Gaga. And Mm -hmm. then Miley was on there. I think she was five. I don't know who the other one was. Fair. Pretty typical Laura music. All top top five songs, Renaissance. It was I'm That Girl, Cuff It, uh, Church Girl, Heated, and like something else. (laughs) So funny. I love that. (laughs) If you say your top five. Um, number one was Beyonce. 
course. Thank you, Renaissance. Number yep. two was Krongbin. Right. Number three was um, Janelle Monet. Oh, of course. Love, I love my Janelle. Uh, yeah. Number four was Chapel Roan. Love. I listened to that album a lot. I know November. you did. I know like, you did. A lot. Um, and then five was SZA. Thank you, SOS. Oh, my God. Yeah. All great. All yeah, great, great, great. Um, your top five seems to move around than, than mine. I feel like I did. Yeah, have a- well, but Beyonce was my top last year, too. I think that's the first time one artist has ever been like a repeat top artist for me. I think Beyonce is usually number one. I think last year, though, Billy was my number one, which is so random. Ooh, but I think it was because I really liked – I think her album came out last year. Yeah, her album was really good. Yeah. I think Billy's been on my top five before because of – I think maybe she made it last year because I also really liked Happier Than Ever. Ever. Yeah. I don't know. Okay, okay. Let's Back get into to the first Brittany. song. Okay, so, first song. First song, Me Against the Music. All my people in the crowd, grab a pot and take it down. So we got Madonna right away. (laughs) It was a commercial success, but it received, here's the crazy thing. I think it's like one of the greatest songs of all time. I love this song. I love this song. Obviously, I became known about it through Glee. I can't, I won't deny it. I will not deny it. And I'm proud of that fact. But yeah. it has mixed reviews. People were like, Madonna sounds bad. And she's she's like, oh, yeah, listen to this. Oh, my God. Listen to this review. Yeah. Nick Southall of Stylist Magazine said that Madonna vamps it up. Literally, her appearance here is not sapphic but vampiric. The wizened old crone bleeding another period of forced longevity into her career like a crunating corpse leaking plasma backwards. <laughs> that, that was in parentheses. That was in parentheses. <laughs> Can you imagine having the balls to write that publicly about Madonna? Oh my god! And then it's like, but it, but it can't make it a bad tune. That's how he ends it. <laughs> Another guy that who, like, is so horrible, horrible, horrible. These horrible. specifically these early reviews because we've we've run into this before. I mean, never forget the Pierce Bronson um, Mama Oh, Mia. my God, yeah. Go back that, and listen to that. That was really happened. funny. That was really um, funny. These reviewers are insane, specifically back in the early 2000s. Yeah. I don't know what's wrong with them. They have a lot of nerve. Well, like, I think Madonna sounds fine. On I think she track. sounds good. Whoever I, says Chikata, I – is that Brittany? When she goes Chikata. Chikata. It's my favorite part of the song. She's like walking down the stairs. I'm in the music video. Yeah. She's like, I just, I don't know. I love Britney's hip hop era. That's what this album is to me. Very hip hop centered. It's just her hip hop era. Yeah. I don't know. I, they're like, well, Madonna threatens to spoil the fun. I go, what are you talking about? No, no, no. People like to fucking rage against Madonna because I don't know. Cause she's a little weird. I don't know. Leave her alone. Leave Madonna alone. Well, and then what's interesting too is so originally there was a third song for the album called Pop Pop Culture Horror. And oh. her management liked it, but she was like, this she literally said, the song sucks. <laughs> and then she met 
uh, <laughs> with the producer, and they started to write the song. And originally, Madonna was not in it. And mm. then when they were re- uh, rehearsing for that iconic VMAs performance where they kissed, kissed, they um, kissed. which was so amazing. So um, amazing. Madonna and her were like backstage and she was like, um, can I show you my first song? And Madonna w- really liked it. And she was like, like threw it out there. Like, do you want to do a verse? And Madonna was like, yeah. And then Mad- Britney was like, uh, 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 uh. And then she was like, oh, she's probably just going to do kind of a little thing, like whatever. And then yeah. she was shocked when she got Madonna's demo back because it was like she had incorporated herself in, you know, throughout the whole song, which is amazing. Oh. I think it's great. And she was just so flattered that Madonna put the time in and really yeah. gave it her all. And then, of course, the music video was so iconic where oh, there's a little so bit of a love good. chemistry there. I Rebecca. know. Lesbian. <laughs> I know. No, trust me. I, I very much love the video. And I also love the Glee version of it. I too. love the Glee version with Santana and Britney. Yeah. And then Britney, and then Britney, Britney comes- shows up at the end. Like the Britney. I also, I love like the guitar throughout of the maybe. Yeah, me too. Is it a bass? Maybe it's whatever. It's like. Dun, 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 yeah, know. exactly. It sounds it's exactly so good. Like I don't think I've ever really <laughs> noticed it before, but it is so funky. And there's fun. a lot of funky music sounds happening in this album. Yeah, I really, yeah, I this is one of my favorites of the album. I love oh, this me song. Too. It makes me dance. It makes me let it all out. Yeah. Um, and hey, Britney. I, you say you want to lose control. control. Come over here. I got Sexy something to say. Come on. I'd rather see you bear. Yeah, super good. And also, what a way to kick the album off. Like, oh, yeah. perfect. To have it be like, okay, I think I'll listen to In the Zone. You put your headphones on. All my people in the crowd. crowd grab a partner, take it down. There's like a turn. And me. Hey, Brittany. <laughs> you know, we don't even need to play it for you because we're doing it yeah, so perfect. We're doing it. We're doing it. This okay. next song, however, we might need to play a little bit. I'm going to play the beginning of it. Because okay, so that's this song is wrote. called I Got That, parentheses, boom, boom, boom. Here we go. We're going to go to the club and get crunk with Brittany. It's so like rough. <laughs> it's so rough. And then she kind of comes in. No, it takes her forever to come in. Oh yeah, no, they got a long intro here. I love it. I just want to hear her because she kind of laughs. Hold on, listener, just keep listening. Yeah. There's that Middle Eastern beat. The banjo. <laughs> check, check this out. Check this out. <laughs> so from my southern boys out there. What's up, uh, my southern boys out there. Wait, where's she from again? Alabama. Alabama. Oh, my Alabama. God. It's for my southern boys out there. <laughs> I like the banjo. 
Isn't that no no no? Isn't that the <sighs> sounds so white of me? The little what? the Middle Eastern instrument. The oh no, that was a banjo. No, that was definitely no. It wasn't a banjo. I think it was. Let's try it again. Yeah, babe, that's a banjo. Why is there a banjo in here? Because she says it's for all my southern boys, boys out there. there. All right. And it then it's a banjo. It sounds like a sitar. It does sound like a sitar, but it's definitely a banjo. All right. <laughs> okay. Right, because think... it's like southern, like country. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah. Watch out. Oh, my son was out there. But it would have been cool if it was a sitar. I would have been. It I sounds. Been... Okay. It okay. does. You know, sitars and banjos have like somewhat similar the sounds. Same. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I think I have a weird knowledge of that because of all the bluegrass musicians in my family. I know. Okay. I'll trust you. Ran- it's very you're random. Older, you're wiser. Me. You know, elder. Um, <laughs> I just want to say that anyway, this song is. Twins. <laughs> what? I just wanted to say that the Ying Yang Twins are an American hip hop duo, and they're yes. consisting of Kane and D Rock. And despite the name, the duo are not—they're not twins. And oh. they did. De- I know. What? And then they yeah. debuted in 2000, and then they rose to mainstream in 03 when they collaborated with this song, and then in with Little John's "Get Low," which we all know. Oh, I was thinking I recognized this voice from something. It's a and very iconic that. sound. Oh, yeah, I'm so glad thing. you brought that up. That is Welcome. an iconic sound. I love it. I Get jumped Low. on you because I, I knew that you needed to know that. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Wow. This song is really wild. I like it. It kind of gives me secondhand embarrassment for some reason. Mm-hmm. Um, But I don't I know. Laura, is. do you have that boom boom? Well, Everybody knows that. Just talk to, my, to all the boys I've loved before. They all know that. Yeah. But I, um, this isn't my favorite one. Yeah, no, me either. It's it coming off the iconic Me Against the Music into this one that feels so <laughs> overproduced and, and it's chaos. It's chaos to the ears. I believe that's what I wrote. Yeah. It just doesn't feel nice on the ears. It just it's just a lot of sounds that I'm not sure match up. <laughs> yeah, I have that about a couple of the other songs. On yes, I agree. But... Yeah. Okay. I, I agree. Play. I agree with that. I definitely listened to it and was like, huh, that was interesting. And then like we'll never probably listen to listen it. Listen to it again. <laughs> Jonah Castro, one of our beloved instructors, he played it the other day at like as people were walking out. And I remember oh, this back. song? Yes. He does love Britney, though. So he, he loves Britney. Even he loves knows all, all the, the deep cuts. That, yeah. Okay. Wow. Oh, hold on. There's that banjo again. The- <laughs> Damn, you're turning me on. Yeah, I think maybe that's what is giving me secondhand embarrassment. It just, I don't think that this is in her top songs. I really don't. Yeah, I don't think so either. I mean, she's still slaying. She still slays the and they're slaying. slaying. Everybody's slaying. It just yeah. sounds really like there was a lot of ideas yeah. and we were throwing a lot at the wall. And the Yin Yang Twins, you know, they're bringing the energy and I really love that. It's like yeah, and they're 
they're excited to be there. And I'm yeah. excited that they're excited. And again, I love them on Get Low. I don't know. This song is just odd. It is very odd. It's, odd. it's, it's odd. definitely a second song in, and it takes kind of took me out, but yeah, me too. Okay, so um, now we okay, move. So shall we move on to Showdown? Okay, let me play the beginning. Yeah. This is so 2003. Yeah. It's so. I love that weird synth thing. Holy moly. This is Holy the first, moly. This is the first song where, well, she added a little bit in the last song. She loves to talk at the beginning of songs. Queen of spoken huge, word. It makes sense that she acts sometimes because she loves to talk. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she loves dialogue. And I love it, too. I've always said I've loved dialogue at the beginning of the songs because it it's like I'm in a play. Yeah. A musical. It's drama. It's drama. Yeah. But would you undo my zipper, please? Uh-oh. Please don't talk. Listen. I'll let you touch me if you want. I see your body rise, rise. And when you don't come, don't get too – sorry. misspoke. And when you come, don't get too hot, butterfly. <laughs> I don't think these are her best lyrics. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say – Do you think she wrote these? Uh, no. I don't think she wrote these. I think she was involved. I think she was involved. I do not think she wrote this. Because I know um, every time a, the ballad at the end, she wrote that song. That was like her first song she wrote. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'm sure she was involved. Like, let me do it instead of body flies. Let's go body rise. Because Yeah. Like, yeah. She's like, know, like, I like that better. I like that better. Uh, I will see your body rise, rise. Like, exactly. It's um, such an iconic voice that she has, too. I know. I'm just, I'm sorry for the people who don't like the impressions, but I can't. I no, it's okay. I mean, we kind of have to. If you're like you singing a Britney song, you have to give it a little bit of, of like, a rasp. Britney energy. Uh, you have to. Like the harmony. Me too. And that guitar, that like she loves that really intense electric. Yeah, she does. She loves it. You know, like yeah, I don't like. That's definitely not my favorite like guitar vibe, but um, I think it was really popular during this time. She uses it kind of throughout a little bit. I just picture myself like in a basement party for all because I go to basement parties all the time, and and I'm just like and you just hit come you just you just yeah hopping along down there (laughs) and you got your red solo cup totally that's your low rise jeans. This is like a college. This is like a college basement party in 2003. Absolutely. Yeah, like in a movie. In a, I, I don't I don't think I've ever seen one live, um, but I do believe um, that in the cinema you've seen one, college parties live. They're just theater parties, so it's a little right. different. And then um, many parties I just didn't even attend. So right, that's and so that's also fine. That's something for a later episode, though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, moving anyway, on. Can um, we talk about totally the next song? Breathe on me. Yeah. Breathe on me. We're gonna play another beginning. Yeah. Thank you. 
Oh my god, Brittany. I don't want to say it, but I almost like, I just feel like a little uncomfortable. Like, is that just me? I love her. I love, I I love, love her energy from her. You know what it's like? Christina in Stripped when yeah. she would do her verses. She had songs just like Real this. sexual. Real sexual. Real sexual. When she would breathe. Which like, I, like, I like it, but it's also, I don't know. Do you think it's like, it's, it's like, it's like porn sexy. Well, here, listen to what Wikipedia said about it. It incorporates trip-hop influences with sensual lyrics that use heavy breathing as a metaphor for sex as a woman begs a man to breathe on me. It um, ends in a bridge resembling sexual climax. Yeah. So, it seems like very much like for the male gaze. Like, you know, like that. Yeah, sexy. Which I is would agree. Like, it's like a category of sexy, maybe not one that I so much connect with, but that's like a lot of what the early 2000s were. It's like, how can we appease men in any way? Exactly. You know, it's definitely. Wait, can I, before yes, we move on to talking about the rest of the song, can I just say the beginning of the song sounds like a part of Electric Chapel by Lady Gaga? The beginning where she's, where it's like, doom, 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 you know? Yep. Yep, I'm gonna pull Sounds it off. like You're right. It'll it's when she starts singing. Okay, of course. Gaga and her long she intro. She loves an intro. She loves an intro. It's coming though. It's fine, it's fine, it's fine. Uh. <laughs> Lean on me. Cash up. That part sounds like the beginning of Breathe on Me. It does kind of sound like it. Wait, play Breathe on Me again. Right? Just kind of those like parts. a slower one. Yeah, yeah, it's like just, it's, it's, it's in a different key. That's the first thing I thought of. I was like, that sounds like Electric Chapel. Oh my God. Good reference. Isn't that random? No, it's super good. I always Super random, but Electric Chapel is also like a kind of a deep cut from Gaga. I love Electric Chapel. Me too. I mean, I love Born This Way. It's my favorite Gaga album. Anyway. Um, okay, so go back to Breathe On Me. Yes, it is like definitely male gazy sexy. Um, but you know what? Like, good for her because that's like what she was into. She dated Justin and like A Rod, and like she was very much that girl. So like, good for you. She dated A Rod. Yeah, didn't. Oh no, not A Rod. I meant um, um, K Fed. K Fed. That's who I meant. That's who I meant. Um, yeah. So like, that was like what that was her mo. So I'm like, good for you. Like, if if Chapel Rohn's gonna make music for gays, then Britney Spears is gonna make music for gay men and straight women, and that's great. That's great. Yeah. Great great one love united two bodies synchronizing don't even need to touch me baby just breathe on me yeah wow can you imagine if just someone i don't know if i've ever had that experience well you have more experience than me so i think well yeah someone's just breathing on me and then all of a sudden i'm like i don't know i guess so i don't know maybe 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 not It'd be kind of weird, but I, it would have to be, I'd have to really trust the person. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, they'd yeah, have yeah. to brush their teeth. 
Oh, 100%. I kind of like like that part of the song, though. I So this part, that specific part, I said this sounds like a 2000s movie where the main character goes out on the town and makes some bad decisions. Yes. As it absolutely. is. You're so right. That's what it sounds like to me. I also said this is my favorite one other than me against the music so far on the yeah. album. I, is this four? Yeah, this is the fourth song. So this is my favorite. Yeah, um, I like I like this chorus a lot. I do too. Yeah. I love when she goes, just put your lips together and blow. Mm-hmm. And that's from Lauren Bacall. You know, she says that. Just put your lips together and blow. And blow. You know, you know how to you know how to whistle, don't you? Just put your lips together. <laughs> Thank you, Lauren Bacall. I I love that Britney's a Lauren Bacall fan. Applause. Yeah, Applause. <laughs> Applause. Music theater reference. Sorry. Um I love the build yeah. too. It builds up. Obviously, we mm. were climaxing. Mm-hmm. Um, good for her. Um, a lot of people. Congratulations! Of Doesn't always happen every that. time. So you know, it's um, some women struggle with that. So that's awesome. They do famously it's sexy. It's a sexy, sexy song. You want to be sexy? Yeah. You put the song on. Listen. Put it on. Breathe on me, baby. Okay. Are we ready to move on to the next one? Early morning. I love this song. Okay, I'm gonna play the beginning again. This is yeah. all beginnings for the most part. Here we go. Early I just love that the first lyrics are I was shaking my ass in the streets. Period. I was shaking my ass in the streets. I Period. think this-, this song is dedicated. This song is dedicated to my best friend Evan, aka Wolfie J. Oh, absolutely. I just feel like this is your song, baby. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I like the the strings. Me too. And there's also a flute in this song. Really. Yeah, there's a flute. I think it comes in a little later, but it's there. And I noticed it. I was like, that's a flute. You know, it's very R&B. It's kind of, it's a very R&B track. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it would be fun to listen to in the car. Ooh, yeah, like driving down the road. Like, driving so fast in the early morning. I'm whispering at the beginning, though. That's just like a lot. It's just like a lot. It's a lot. A lot. And I almost, once again, I almost feel a little uncomfortable listening to it. And I go, but that yeah. is who she is. And I love that. If that is how confident she felt at that time in her life, I I can never imagine being that confident. Oh, yeah. I love oh, yeah. her. No, I love that for her. I wish that I, I hope that this is something that she like want, that this was her idea that she was like, I want to be this sexy because I wouldn't want anyone to force her into the position of doing this. Right. But if this is like what she was feeling she at the time, wanted. go off queen. I and agree. I feel like I like it. It's, it's like not um, songs like this. I feel like maybe not so palatable for like a casual listen, but yes. like if you're Animal. feeling some specific thing that you're like, oh my God, like. You know, like this is a good song. It's just not a song yeah. I would like put on a playlist I'm making for somebody or you know yeah, what like I mean? Walk, walking just, down the street. It's like Whoa. Yeah, maybe not, you know, unless yeah. 
I'm in some very specific kind of headspace, kind of but like, even then, I don't even, I don't even, I don't even know. <laughs> There's the flute. <gasps> you hear it? Yes, I did. But that's just one of those things that's like, what else can we put in there? How about a flute? It's like literally the only thing the flute's doing is going. I want a flute. I think if we added a flute, it would add like a lot. Yeah, of let's add a flute. Yeah. Like, why are we adding flutes? Stop, stop, stop. It's overproduced. It once again, there's too many sounds <laughs> yeah. happening. Get the we're we're losing the point of the song. But I still enjoyed listening to it. I'm not gonna. Yeah. Do that. But I mean, it doesn't compare to the next song because I don't think anything does one of the best songs on the album one of the best, best songs, songs ever, ever written in, in pop music toxic toxic from the minute it starts it outshines all before it that's what i wrote yeah it's just like this is one of the best pop songs ever and it's like from the strings to the vocals to the everything about it it's just perfect it's perfect I remember watching this like it was like an MTV retrospective. Somebody was doing like these are my favorite music videos of all time. And I remember they played Toxic and they played her. You know, she's in her airline outfit. She's yep. covered in uh, Swarovski crystals. Swarovski. That's actually a hard word. That's actually a hard word. Listener, so. We're not I, rich ladies, okay? We don't know how to not. pronounce this. No. So she's covered in crystals. And I remember being like this is an amazing song and then they after that were like why don't you love me by beyonce first time hearing that and i was like this is these are the greatest songs i've ever seen and i remember just being instantly obsessed with this song i went and bought it on itunes i went into my room and i bought it i used my dad's credit card and i bought it for one good good and i don't regret it at all yeah i mean like the iconic to come down like it's just so good it's so, so good. good. So before making the video of Cry Me a River, Justin Timberlake, Britney's ex, called Britney to let her know that she would have been in the video. And then once she saw the video, she was very angry about how he represented her. And then she did um, – there's a lot of anger in this song. Mm. And this um, one verse in particular, which I did not include, but there's a verse in here um, that can be read as a dig to JT. Ooh, Ooh what is it? I don't know. I didn't write it oh. down. But that is up to you, dear listener. <laughs> listener, you that's up to you. No, I mean, I get it. He was such a dick. I would have written worse songs about him. Did you know that this song was offered to Kylie Minogue first? <gasps> no. He turned it down. Interesting. Turned it down. Honestly, turned- thank God, because I love Kylie Minogue, but this is Britney's song. This is Britney's song. She yeah. embodies it. Mm-hmm. And this is where I think her vocals sound great. Agree. It hits everything about it. Yeah. Um, it has. Uh, I don't know how to. Break. It is accompanied by high pitched Bollywood strings. Did you know that? Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Yeah. And it's used. It's sampling. Tear me, Beachman from 1981. I believe that's a. Cool. I love a random sample. Um. And it's yeah, it's so it's it's a sample, and we're using once again. She loves kind of the Bollywood sound, amazing. I think it totally works. It totally, totally works. It just sinks in really nice. Sometimes I feel like we're adding. We've just talked about it. We're adding sounds in that don't really 
work. They sound, this they're one, sound. Just, it just for some reason, everything clicks on this one. Everything clicks. Yeah. And not that we don't love all these sounds. It's just sometimes when you put them together, it doesn't sound really cohesive. So, yeah, and I think it exactly. works perfectly on this one. Um, the music video, as iconic as the song is. Yeah. Um, I'm addicted to you. I love I was way- literally saying, I wrote her voice sounds like gritty and like Ugh. rough, which I really like. Yeah, she's, she's mad. I'm yeah. addicted to you. Don't you know that you're toxic? toxic. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I love, it. I I love this song. I love this song forever. And yeah. And yeah. so will everybody. Every Everyone and <laughs> and their lifetime will love this song at some point correct if not their entire life correct correct that's all i have to say because there's so much I, it's such an iconic song that i don't even know really oh, it's just what so good it's, it's such so a good, good song okay now we have outrageous this one has the middle eastern bollywood vibes to it mm-hmm. this is i my jaw was on the ground um the thing with some of these songs is that there's nothing subtle <laughs> to it which is fine at points but sometimes it just sounds a little lazy in like bad songwriting question mark. Yeah. I yeah. hate like and then I wrote, I hate my critical mind. Cause I want to just be like, just throw these lyrics at me. But some of these lyrics are so bizarre bad. that I go, ooh. I, I know. And you know what else is weird about this song? It's the bridge is just not cohesive with the rest of the song at yes. all. Oh my God. Okay, I wrote this down. Um Oh my god, that's what I wrote. The bridge sounds completely different from the rest of the song, but I like yeah, hearing like, her what go is for happening it. there. Do they like splice in a bridge from somewhere else? Okay. First, I want to play 30 seconds before I play the bridge. Okay. And if you don't like it, yeah, like what is that? <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Once again, a lot of, lot of sounds. All right. So now we go into the bridge. So that you heard kind of the listener, you kind of heard what the rest of the song's like. And then this is the bridge. Like, I don't hate it, but it's just. Oh. She's singing. And then it goes back. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, this is also know, the song she broke. She hurt her knee in too. Oh and yeah. I really don't like it. So it's kind of cursed. It's a cursed song. Yeah. It's fine. I mean, it's not terrible. It's just a little I weird. A little weird. Um, I did love the transition out of toxic into this song. I thought it was a very seamless. I love a good transition. Ooh, I don't that. think I noticed that one. Let's play it. Okay. 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 This is toxic. Yeah, it that is a good transition. It's not as I like that. I remember it being, but yeah, it's still good. I like it. Yeah, it, um, it, it flows. It does flow, and yeah. I love that there's a dance than the, break. It flows better than the bridge in Outrageous. That's amen, baby. Say it. And <laughs> oh then my there's God, a this dance next break. Song, oh, oh, the dance break. I there's a the dance name. break right at the end, and then there's intro fade out alert. Yeah. And then. 
we and got then we have do. the song featuring the eru, which is a Chinese string instrument. Thank you for actually having the name of it because that is not what I I didn't know how to describe it, but it's great. <laughs> it sounds like a like a really like a Japanese garden. That's what I wrote, but that's Ooh. I don't know if that's true. She's taking us all over the world in this album. Yes, she really yes. is all over the world. I'll play the chorus. It's very hypnotic, don't you think? Yeah, I do. It's very much like, I don't know, hypnotic. Exactly what I said. I think her voice sounds nice in this song. Mm-hmm. Wait, will you play the top? Because I want to hear that Chinese um, yes. instrument. Absolutely. Like, that is just beautiful. It, beautiful. But you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of like when Miley Cyrus threw her like reggae her track. Reggae song. And <laughs> that's always what we forget. come back to when we talk about like you always come things back that we're like, that. is this necessary? Like, remember when Miley put that reggae song in her album? <laughs> like, that's what this reminds me <laughs> of a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's the perfect example. I it's like I, I showed you again, like early 2000s pop. Like they're just throwing everything in there. Throwing it. I mean, and I almost admire it because they're like, all right, we're going to throw the flute in and then we're going to yeah. add this beautiful, um, what what is the instrument called? It's called an eru, I think. Eru. E-R-H-U. Eru. eru? Okay. I don't know how to pronounce it very well, but. Beautiful instrument. It sounds beautiful. Yeah. It's just. It does. It's gorgeous. There's not a cohesiveness to the album. And I, and, but yet that's also early 2000s. Like, yeah. that's exactly and what we can appreciate about. that for, you know. For what it was at the time. What it was. Yeah. I just wrote down, there is just so much happening. (laughs) I know. Okay, so (laughs) she claims that this set the mood for the album. And she co-wrote. Okay, wait, here. This answers our previous question. She Mm co-wrote all but four tracks and often changed the lyrics to suit herself. Okay. That is kind of what we were maybe. Yeah, we were kind of right in our assumption. Um, She's an autobiographical songwriter, although not to the point where she felt self expressed uh exploited oh good so i guess that's good um i guess that kind of makes sense to a certain regard um let's see i have 340 i have her riffing at 340 she is really singing on this album too oh she totally is i mean she's a singer she is we forget about that She's doing her thing. Yeah. I can I can get it. I can get with it. Yeah, I mean I go for it. Go it's for a it. chance for her to sing and it's not a it's not really a dance track. It's it's right. like a it's just kind of like a song. Right. Well, I think the others are very much like you can see where the dance break is. You can see her I don't know. This is very yeah. much like I'm gonna stand here and I'm gonna sing this song. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, next we have the hookup. Okay. <laughs> She's um, a hip hop star. She kind of 
has a little bit of a Caribbean accent at points. Am I making Yeah, I was trying to, I'm like, is the song reggae? But then sometimes it's giving like Latin beat. And then it also has that Middle Eastern beat to it as well. Yeah, I don't know what again to with say. the like everything everywhere all at once. Yeah, there is Middle Eastern. Yes. That is the sitar. That is. All right. It does sound different. You're right. I mean, there's, it's, there's, see, like, this sounds Latin to me, like, like, that sounds Latin, but then you have the sitar, so you're like, this is, like, what's going on? And then also, it's like reggae. Yeah. And there is an accent. I, there is an accent. You're so right. There is an accent. The demo that she probably was sent was sung by somebody with an accent. I'm going to guess that. And then she heard that, and then she, she, she sang it like that. My question is, why was this song given to Britney? I have no idea. Well, there is a dance. There is a dance break. Okay. So if we play two hundred five. I mean, I can kind. Of, I can hear. I mean, me too. But it's – no, it's it's probably not the song for her. As we look on it with a current lens, um, I don't think that this should maybe have been given to her. Um, yeah. I mean, she bodied it, though. She bodied it? And yeah. she took it there? And she 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 got there? I mean, she um, always takes it there. You know, whatever song it is that's given to her, she's like, sure, I'll eat this up. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Speechless over your sweetness. That was an iconic <laughs> line. Yes, but that would have Sondheim rolling in his grave. If I had a nickel for every time <laughs> I've thought that, speechless over your sweetness. <laughs> Actually, I haven't because they're never sweet. Um, okay. <laughs> Next we have. Wait, fade out alert. Fade out alert. Oh, fade out alert. <laughs> okay. Now on Next to Next we the- have Shadow. Okay, I'm going to play the beginning. Please play- do. Body's warm, but you are not. You know what? This song kind of reminds me, not her voice, because I think she's she's eating as always, but sure. the music in this song kind of sounds like a mix between like ringtones and like video game sounds. <laughs> like, like <clears throat> wait, play play it at one minute and ten seconds. And just listen to like the music behind okay. her vocals. <laughs> well, now I can't unhear that. That is so like, spot it's on. just the most like harsh sounding, terrible sounding music things behind like a gorgeous ballad. I couldn't agree more. I'm like, I would have liked the song if we could take out the like. (laughs) I'm like, oh, God, it's like ugly. 
I know because I think that actually the straight the the drama the strings are really yeah. lovely. I and her voice I too, like I really like great. it. Yeah. Um, it's also the first kind of like real ballad of the album. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like to hear her voice and I would like yeah. the production elements to be once again stripped away a little bit so they we ruined it for me on this song sing. yeah um like, I feel like until this song I could I I like was vibing being like yeah I'm putting myself in context here like early 2000s like I understand this isn't necessarily what I would like but this is the first song that I was like no this is bad like okay. these this is bad I agree <laughs> well <laughs> This song, this part's okay. I think at that part too, I liked it a little bit more because the, whatever those little sounds were, they they're there, but they're not as loud. Yeah, the I think are so more too. Forward, so yeah. and you can actually hear hear her sing a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe that's because it's the bridge. They're trying to, I don't know, make it sound yeah, maybe. different. But yeah. I, I think she sounds pretty at the end too. I like that she like is a mixing queen. You know, she's not like a beltress. I appreciate that. Yeah. And the final chorus is so big. She is sad. That's what I wrote. <laughs> I, she is sad. It's only your shadow. Nobody else. I cannot sad. keep what isn't mine. Angsty Britney. Um, I do love the transition out of oh Ooh. the chorus sounds completely different from the rest of the song but i do like the transition out of it yeah there you go there yeah you go. that's that shadow all right okay. now we have brave new girl which i love i love this song here we go this is one of my favorite songs too. same Perfect. This is a, this is a perfect song. It's so good. Song. This is Again, also a perfect song. Yeah. This song won me over the minute it started. I feel like I'm in Legally Blonde. That's what um Laura. That's what I said. I feel like this could have been in Legally Blonde. We're so in sync. Even thousands of miles so apart, well. we're, we're still together. Insane. I also said this could have been fun in like the Cheetah Girls. Yes, strutting around the streets. That's what I wrote. It, I want to strut around the streets and mm-hmm. look up at the buildings and say, mm-hmm. "This is my city." <laughs> This is my city. My name is Galleria Garibaldi. Gal- and this Gal- is my city. And I'm Jackal Johnson. Jackal Johnson. Yeah. Um, I love this one part kind of sounds like chapel a little bit. Let's see if we can Ooh. hear it. Doesn't it sound like Yes. Like in her up-tempo fun, her silly. This is such a good song. This is this is everything I wanted this album to Why be. Why is this song not played more? This is the first I time know. I heard this song. Me too. And then we have Little Dutus. Come on. And like, I love purposeful. Um, auto-tune. Auto-tune. Yes. That, and that was purposeful okay. and yeah. it works. Because yes. it's that kind of electronic element yeah. to it. It's the vibe. I love it. 
This also could have been in like Xenon. This could have been in like any Disney <sighs> channel or like early 2000s flick. Yeah, I couldn't yeah. agree more. I loved it. Me too. We had to wait till I the wish that the they had ended with this song instead of every time because I don't really like every time. Well, every time. If, are we going to jump to every time? Yeah, let's jump to every time. Um, it's it's almost like they tried to hide it at the end of it. That's what I feel. It just makes it weirder. Well, because I think it's it's a song that she wrote. Yeah. And she won the Grammy for it. This is the one she won the Grammy oh, for. And she performed no way. this one. Yes. I would not have expected that. Um, But it's dealing now, we find out through the book, um, is unfortunately – uh, she had an abortion oh. and her and Justin during her with Justin, sorry. Uh-huh. And Justin wasn't ready. Mm. And so heartbreakingly, she, she, she was down to do it, but he wasn't. Mm-hmm. So, and then instead of bringing her to a hospital, they made her just take the pill. But at, oh. like, I think at this point, like, I just don't feel like that from her experience, it sounded like it was incredibly painful. She was on the ground of her bathroom for like hours upon hours upon hours, just in agony. That's and, terrible. And she said that Justin was there, but it, it sounded like he just wasn't like super that is supportive so of what was happening. Terrible. Oh my God. And so now when we watch the music video, there's a baby at the end. And there's lullabies chords at the end too. Mm. And then you, there's really a hint. You have to go back and watch the video now because okay, I will. Um, it's very clear, but you would not know that had you not. It's not like super. That's why nobody came to that conclusion. I don't think. But well, yeah, now it's also just like among all the other songs on the album, it's like it that just doesn't. You I don't know. You know what I mean? No, it doesn't. No, I completely agree. Like, I wouldn't be like, oh, this is a really emotional thing. I don't know. Well, she's like running. Look at the Spotify. It's like she's running. Yeah, I did notice the thing. I was like, damn, look at this. Hospital. Yeah. Like, clearly that this is. It's very it's much. It's not like, a bad song. It's not it's a bad, not a bad song. song. No, it's a, I it, like it. It's her. It, I feel like it's it's very stripped down, which I yeah. appreciate to an extent. I wish that they. I wish this was the second to last song on the album. I agree, because yeah. what would have been? It would have come off of Shadow. Yeah, yeah. I think that that actually would have worked. Yeah. Um, I think it's an iconic chorus. Does it kind of? Does this song kind of remind you of Nap Time? Like when you. <gasps> in your cot and they would play like music in the background that (laughs) That isn't what i thought of but now that you're saying it yeah it it does there's lullaby sounds in it yeah i was like this is something that they would play when we had nap time at school yeah our cots it's got those weird those weird drums in the chorus yeah yeah i'm like what that's like another i think it's another reason that i wasn't like oh i like this song a lot was because again they're just like adding shit yeah you're right i agree with that and it's the final song in the album. I'm almost wondering, is this where it kind of all stems from? Like, obviously, maybe. the first one is a really traumatic experience. So yeah, sad. maybe. And I'm maybe. wondering if the, 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 um, 
the sexuality of it all. Like I'm going to take ownership over this. I'm going to be this. I just like going for it in so many different ways because like something so important was taken from her or like Mm -hmm. not given, she wasn't given enough say. That's just like what the book made it sound like. Like he did not force her into it, but it sounded like she wasn't going to go through it if she didn't have somebody with her to support her through it. Right. So um, which is just sad. Like, and then the way that it happened and like the pain she was in and, mm-hmm. and he just didn't seem to really care. And I think oh, that that, that was guy. dramatic. Yeah. He's just not a good person. I'm sorry. Yeah. You know, people change, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Well, that's the album. Well, technically there's a remix. There's a me against the music. Oh my God. The me against the music. Right. Well, I actually, that's a really good remix actually. Once again, with that Middle Eastern vibe. And it would yeah. be fun to listen to during a workout. That's all I'm going to say. Right. I agree. I agree. Uh, that's all I'm going to say. Well, we've made it to the end. We've made it to the end. We're not sure what we're doing next time yet, but um, we'll choose. I think we should maybe do, well, a Glee what? What are you thinking? holiday. Oh, Glee, Glee holiday. holiday. Yes. Another Which one? Glee Which holiday. one? Maybe the second one. Let's just go in the second order. One. Okay. Oh, my God. I'm so in. I'm so okay. in. And I think because that was – um, popular last year so I think that that would be super fun to do because we're gonna our next one's gonna be in about two weeks that we're recording yeah yeah, yeah. so that will be right in the Christmas spirit um, and no it's in your show coming up yes it's coming up a week yes. from Sunday um, if you're in Chicago please please come tickets are still available oh so stressful I'm so ready for to not worry about it anymore <laughs> I'm so ready. And, and, and Laura is nominated for an award with a Chicago reader. Yes, I am. Yeah. It was very tell cool. The people, before we go, tell the people. I was nominated for best comedian, not Ooh. non-stand-up. So Ooh. it was very exciting. I didn't expect my name to be on there, and there it was. Oh. It was very cool. Well, we're all very proud of you, Laura. Thank you, Rebecca. I love you so much. Um, I love you too. Okay, folks. Okay. Until next time. Get your, get your tickets get your ticket home. And... All right, sweetie. When I say end, it's going to end. I love you so okay. much. I love you, you so much. Okay, bye. Bye. Oh, bye, bye.